Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. The pocket that you know. Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Kings back on the home floor tonight, taking on the team with the best record in the NBA. Giannis was questionable coming into the game, but there was nothing questionable about his game tonight. Boy. He was unbelievably awesome tonight, and the Bucks look like the most legit team in the NBA. The Kings battled. Blood was shed. Skirmishes at the end of the game. Yeah. Giannis with a monster game. Fox dropped 35. A big-time triple-double from Sabonis, and Herter got red hot, but it wasn't enough. The Bucks used a monster second half to beat the Sacramento Kings, 133-124. to 124. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good on this okay. Monday. I, I really enjoyed watching some fun High-level basketball on a Monday night at Golden One Center with a loud Monday night crowd. A lot of good. Um, the breakdowns in the second half, yeah, it sucks. It does. But also, I would expect a team as great as the Milwaukee Bucks to do what they did. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what good teams do at the end of games. And I thought the Kings... Made it interesting. Mike Budenholzer, after the game, says it was like a heavyweight 15-round whatever boxing match. It was a matchup to watch. Brooke and Sabonis going against each other. And that's what it was. You saw that issue uh, toward the end of the game between Trey Lyles and Brooke Lopez, too. We got to talk about that. But I don't know. I feel like there was a lot to like tonight, Morgan. I had a huge question. How are the Kings going to handle taking on a premier team in the league how are they going to handle against a great defensive team how are they going to deal with Giannis there are so many questions I had and also how was this Kings high octane offense the best offensive team in basketball yeah going to do against the Milwaukee Bucks and it wasn't the offense that let them down tonight at the end of the game it was the defense yeah and um and I mean that's what you would have expected it to be right but it sucked when it really started breaking down there at the end. You know, you saw in that third quarter, a 37-point third quarter from the Bucks, and then um, the final quarter, what, 43? So 80 points scored in the second half by the Bucks. but it was way that they scored them in the last, like, three, four minutes of that game that was just, it was disappointing, but also it wasn't unexpected, right? I mean, what you were going to face the time when Giannis just turns it on and Brooke Lopez gets angry and tries to dunk on guys head by, <laughs> while putting them down, you know, like things were flowing for both teams. So I, I felt like the bucks really stepped up to the challenge of what the Kings presented. Well, and to me in the second half, the difference was this, the bucks were getting to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. Giannis still did his thing, but it was the other guys. Giannis had a monster first half. Yeah. The guy was did. incredible. The Kings had zero answer for him. And not many teams in the league have an answer for one of the best players and most interesting players that we've ever seen really ever. in NBA history. Um, and tonight, when Giannis is doing everything, he had two threes, he's hitting jumpers. I'm like, he played almost a perfect game. 
And when he plays that good, they're going to be tough to beat. But then it was the other guys. Like, Middleton really got it going in that third quarter. And then Lopez down the stretch was big. And it w- when the Kings have those type of defensive breakdowns, like there was a play late where Harrison Barnes was playing too far off of Middleton. Middleton had a wide open three. Oh, my God. He's already in the groove. He's going to knock that down. And I think... That's the issue. Like the Kings, we know the Kings' defense is not great. They came in tonight 25th, but they have done some much better things in the fourth quarter of games. Tonight was not a great example of that. You know, the offense was keeping a minute because Kevin Herter got insanely high. He had Fine. 17 points in the fourth quarter, making a ton of threes, but they couldn't get any stops whatsoever. And there were so many swing plays in that fourth quarter too, Morgan. There's one I wrote down. So it's 116-114. Um, the, the Kings are playing some nice defense mm-hmm. on the other end. They're actually, it was late in the shot clock. Lopez gets a second chance bucket. They couldn't get it. It's 118-114. Then Lyles takes, in my opinion, a questionable three with Giannis on him, misses it. Then Giannis, Eurostep score. A, a two-point game turns into a six-point game. Uh-huh. Once really fast. They, once they started creating that cushion... And then when the Kings weren't getting a stop and go, it was like, even if they were, even if De'Aaron was hitting a three on one end, it was, um, it was a uh, Grayson Allen hitting a three back on the other end. You know, they were trading buckets there, uh, late. And that's, that's tough to see. And especially when you're playing against a really good team, they had to play close to perfect to end that one. And they couldn't figure it out and it's okay i mean that's gonna happen but you look at where Giannis scored tonight in 32 of his 46 points were in the paint and that was according to will z um talking about 12 of 17 which is 70 percent shooting in the restricted area i mean honestly watching Giannis tonight (laughs) i was i was telling jason ross during a break i'm like i think if Giannis wanted to he could score 100 tonight oh and i know i'm exaggerating a bit but I get what you're saying. There was no one on the Kings who could deal with him. Mm -mm. No, sometimes it is surprising that he doesn't go downhill like every single play. Yeah. Because if he did, if he did, he's still just passing, uh, creating something else for his team no matter. But I mean, I I guess like physically it's close to impossible to do that a full game. When you're playing defense (laughs) out there all over the place. Yeah, it probably is. Uh, But it felt like he could get whatever he wanted tonight. In the fourth quarter... It was significant. The Kings scored 37 points in the fourth quarter. That's awesome. They were 13 of 25 shooting. They knocked down 7 of 14 from downtown, uh, including Kevin Herter, who had knocked mm. down five threes in the fourth quarter. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Middleton had 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Brooke Lopez had 11 points in the fourth quarter, and the Bucks ended up scoring 43 points. They missed just six shots. They knocked down six of nine from downtown. Also, we should note that Middleton, yeah, he had 14 points. He also had five dimes. That two-man game with him and Lopez was working really well for them. Yeah, and I mean, such beautiful basketball. There's times where it was just, I was enjoying it. Like I was screaming. I was having a grand old time watching this game um and it sucks that it was against the kings but at the same time like this is what type of basketball we're most likely likely going to witness in the postseason i know i know even if you go oh but what if it's against the mavs like there's still going to be beautiful elements of it right obviously the bucks are on a whole different level when it comes to premier basketball more it's 
watching the Bucks tonight, I'm going, who's beating this team if they're healthy? Yeah. If they wouldn't see Joe Ingles tonight or Wes Matthews. Joe Ingles, uh, from what I understand, I was talking to someone with the Bucks today, and he is playing um, – he's feeling good, but they were just trying to be cautious. He played one back-to-back already, but he's going to probably end up playing tomorrow when they play the Suns. But okay. he's someone that – Again, just having another guy who can handle the rock, who could shoot a three. He's got that tough personality. He's a perfect guy for a team that's trying to win a championship too after a year off basically from an ACL. But they've they've got like they've even got Jay everything. Crowder, even adding Jay, Jay Crowder, Crowder to the they've bench. They've got everything. I mean, I mean they've got yeah. everything you need. You go, this is a championship team. Like I, I look at them, I know that it's obvious they've got the best record in the NBA, but I'm like, this is this is the best team. You start looking around, and the Celtics lost to the Rockets tonight. Uh-huh. The Celtics have been really weird lately. I personally don't trust the Sixers. I'm watching this Bucks team going, okay, can Middleton get into a better rhythm after this injury? Can he feel good again? Look good. He looked really good tonight. Yep. Hit some tough shots uh, down the stretch, hitting some threes. But this Bucks team's good, and I- I'm more encouraged by this game for Sacramento. Like, we talk about measuring stick games a little bit. Yeah. I'm like, the Kings are starting to get a little hype now, and it's kind of crazy. They go from oh, yeah. not Today. getting much hype really at all, kind of like, oh, just a cute story. No one really taking them serious. Today, you got Simmons and Russillo coming out with their podcast leading, talking about the Kings, and could they get to the conference finals or come out of the West? You had Kendrick Perkins today say that the Kings are going to go to the Western Conference Finals. You had... J.J. Uh-huh. Redick put out an apology to King, the Kings and Kings fans today. Yep. So they're starting to get a little love, right? Zach Lowe last Respect. week. Respect, yeah. Right. And so I'm like, okay. Like, to me, it felt like this is a radical shift. Was this just because they beat the Knicks, a New York team, and all the people on the East Coast saw them do that, so they're getting more love, and then the win over the Suns? Whatever. I I was curious how they're going to respond tonight against a team that plays tough, that's going to bump you around, that's physical. Brooke Lopez the front runner right now, I think, for Defensive Player of the Year. I think about what he did before tonight, 14 blocks yeah. in the last two games. I don't even know what he had tonight, block shot-wise. He had three blocks tonight. The guy's absurd. The Career amount of high shots from... he alters. Oh, I he mean, did. my God. And I thought that impacted Sacramento tonight. I, it, You know, we talk about teams with length, length yeah. a lot. They definitely had to settle for threes more. I will say this. I feel like the Kings were getting great looks from three tonight. I felt like they got some really Like they were in rhythm. They weren't just standing there for five minutes, you know. Like the guys were relocating, moving around a little bit. No, I I agree. And I think that's why there were so, I mean, obviously 53s were attempted tonight by the Sacramento Kings. That's a high number, but at the same time. Out of 104 field goal attempts, so almost half. I mean, what are you supposed to do against a team like the Bucks when they have those big, long arms in the middle? And I know you can change it up and just keep moving things around and keep attacking and hoping that you can like have that two-man game like you're saying. You saw a little bit of that with Monk and Sabonis when they would get deep into the key. And you can depend on Sabonis to, to make some some very tough shots in the restricted area. You know, just fantastic job by him tonight battling through and trying to get those. But, yeah, it's th- these type of nights, there's going to be a defense that can change around your entire offense. But the Kings offense has been so strong from – has been pretty strong yeah. from both beyond the arc and inside. And, you know, the Bucks are fine with giving up threes sometimes, right? And yeah. I think for them that worked out. You know, Fox, I felt like got it going late for sure. Like it seemed like Fox really started getting a better, better rhythm. I did feel like for him he was settling a bit from three. You, we know how elite he is in the mid-range and getting to the basket. He did end up getting to the basket more 
in the second half to make something happen. He ends up tonight finishing with 35 points. There's a dog on the loose in here. Okay. It's like going to get all over the courts. Yeah, so um, I felt like Fox was settling a bit in that first half, Morgan, and in the second half, it looked much better. It's crazy to look at a game in, in which Fox takes 12 threes. He was 5 of 12 from 3. He finished with 35 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists on 13 of 23 shooting overall. Yeah, and I, I forget there's a stat about, I mean, it's probably something that we just saw early on before the game of, where the Kings, or I'm sorry, where the Bucks were. Oh yeah, there we go. The Bucks hold opponents to 45% shooting from the field, second lowest in the NBA, 34.5% um, from three, third lowest, and 51.1% on two point attempts, which is the lowest in the league. Totally makes sense, right? They alter offenses because of the length, because of the power that they have Jonas inside. Jonas and Lopez down there. It's not fair. It's not fair, and that's <laughs> why I go, okay, if that's going to be the case, you. Teams that have the correct matchups that can obviously match up against these long guys and try and create something inside. I get it. You want to go at their chest and everything. But when you don't have necessarily the right pieces, you got to create from the outside. Even if you're not knocking down shots, just keep moving. Movement is going to be key. Yeah, so the Kings end up knocking down 21 three-pointers in the game. They're 21 of 50. And because the, the Bucks do su such a good job protecting the paint, they're a good defensive team. The Kings only shot 15 free throws in this game tonight, Morgan. So they didn't get to the line a ton. They've been doing a much better job getting to the line, especially De'Aaron Fox. But that was not the case tonight. And it's crazy to look at the end of the game. This is a surprising number. I thought Demonis Sabonis did not take a free throw tonight. Whoa. How? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got guys like Bill Kennedy out there calling Trey Lyles number forty-one because he don't know his name. You know, you see, you see that at the end. I'm sorry. One more time. There was I had to delete. It's show. okay. Bill Kennedy called Trey Lyles number forty-one. Yeah, because he didn't know his name. Brooke Lopez ejected number forty-one. Ejected Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles is his name, and I just I laugh. I laugh at that. It's fine that you know, obviously he's going to know some of the bigger players, but it's just funny when you look at the biases that officials may have when they know more people and for Domas Sabonis to not get a few more when he was getting, he's still getting bodied up. It's a physical game, but maybe the bucks just did a really good job of setting the tone physically and saying, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And you're not going to call foul on this because this is our tone. Sabonis with another triple double, his 10th of the season, 23 points, 17 rebounds, 15 dimes, Morgan, 10 of those off 10 of those rebounds were offensive rebounds. It's okay. We do. It's fine. He it's was about dump. to hit the internet court. Okay. Okay. Do you want the internet court hit? Go on. Sabonis so had a triple-double tonight. Oh, my God. 25 points, 17 rebounds, 15 dimes, 17 rebounds, 10 of which were offensive rebounds. He also set a new Kings hit record with the most double-doubles in franchise history tonight, surpassing DeMarcus Cousins. Dude, another big game for Domas, but truly... You look at all the records that he keeps breaking, just winning Western Conference of the Week early on today. and Western it, Conference Player uh, of the Week. What did I call it? You just said Western Conference. <laughs> Western Conference of the Week, yes. Western Conference Player of the Week. Um, and then what he keeps doing with the Kings records and breaking so many. 
there's nights that he has these double doubles and we just expect it. But I just hope that we all continue the perspective of understanding how amazing of a player he is and what he's producing out there. The, a lot of those stats are like, look at some of those assists, right? You look at the assists, the way that he might have a dribble handoff and will create so much more, not just with his past, but with his body and being making sure that players are coming off of his shoulder the correct way so the opponent is running into him like a brick wall. It's just he does things, the details really matter with Domas, and I just love what he's been doing. Yeah, he was he was really good tonight. And going up against Lopez, that's, yeah. that's big-time shit, Tiring. dude. Those two guys, they, they battled tonight. Lopez, by the way, had 23 points. He had eight rebounds, nine of 14 shooting, four of six from three, along with those three blocks. Um, Obviously, I know we want to talk about Kevin Herter, but something I wanted to start with when we're talking about this, though, is uh, that first bucket scored by the Bucks in the game. Yeah. Mike Brown, it was Giannis going down the right lane, open lane, because Kevin Herter didn't take three steps over to be in help. Mike Brown calls a timeout early on in that quarter and just starts going off on Kevin Herter. I dug yeah, it. That was at the 10.06 mark <sighs> of the first quarter. Brown was hot. He was hot because uh, he was uh, so late. And honestly, it was a smart thing, that smart message to send because I thought that what the Kings did much better in the first half compared to the second half. First half, man, Sabonis took a charge from him, and so did Trey Lyles. And that that's no small feat, all right? I, I felt like that was the one area you could try to get him a little bit was like this guy wants to put his head down and get to the basket. Someone's got to take a blow from, uh, from Giannis, mm. which – it's easier said than done yeah. to step in front of this guy, this behemoth. I mean, we were on the court before the game. I, I look at, I'm looking at this guy warming up, going, "This, he's human." Like, and if, I've been around him before, but just striking every time he comes here once a year, and you're just like, "This guy's ridiculous." When he stretches out for a dunk, it literally yeah. looks like Michael Jordan arm stretching out yeah. in Space Jam. Every single, I, I'm like, Wait, "What? That's not that's it's a cheat code." Yeah, I I thought. Sabonis and Lyles did a great job taking the, that charge because then you get fouls on him. It's a turnover. It's one way to get him out of the game a little bit. They didn't do that as well in the second half. And then one, I still saw Barnes was trying to kind of step in front of him. Giannis read it perfectly. Euro step around him. Yeah. You, I mean, we talked about it during the game. I think we were texting a little bit about it. And we were saying, how do you stop Giannis? And I was just like, be physical with him. Try to get him to foul out. Like that's that's it. That is yeah. the game plan. That is truly the game and, plan. And hope, and like hope, he settles. The other thing I thought when the Kings went to the bench, good night. Like Chemeze Metu. I know uh, for for a guy who's athletic, and again, it's Giannis. I mean, Giannis was just going, oh, just one step in, I'm past you, stride to the basket. He was like, let me eat. I'm going to go ahead and feast. He felt it. He felt like he could do what he wanted against him, and it was it was disappointing to see because you see these flashes from Chemezi Metu, and you're like, there's something there. I get this. I get this. And especially when he's locked in and he's disciplined. But when he has, again, playing against one of the best players in the world, but it's it's not only that moment it's the details like we talk about that he'll screw up in and you're like you're you're being unplayable at this point but it's tough um mike brown with went with kessler edwards 
pretty damn quick in that first quarter. Yeah, I, I felt like he got frustrated with Keegan pretty early. Yeah. Um, he took Keegan out, and I think it was after um, there was some breakdown that maybe Middleton got a good look and from the corner, and he took out uh, Keegan, put Kessler Edwards in the game, and Kessler came in, man. He flew in at one point for an offensive rebound, almost got it, fell to the ground, it got loose. But then he ran back down, had a great contest. I just loved what he brought in at that point of the game. He had a couple of miscues, I felt like, um, defensively in that second half. He didn't play a lot. And then he missed some good looks from three. They ran a little dribble handoff for him, and both of those three-point uh, attempts were, were short. I was a little surprised with the way Middleton got going late in the game that they didn't go back to him because I thought Kessler did show some things trying to D up Middleton. Even though Middleton's a tough cover, I don't know. I I, I would have considered going back to him. They ended up closing down the stretch with Fox, Herter, HB, Lyles, and Sabonis. And it's like, okay, so who do you take out there? I mean, I think... Maybe you, you could say Barnes in that situation, but, you know, he, he trusts Barnes to yeah. be out there, and you're not taking Herter out. He's on Firefox. It's a bonus day. Lyles, you like what he gives you out there. I thought Lyles so, so showed some nice things tonight, too, even when he had a battle a couple of times uh, with Giannis where he kind of pushed him out, right? He took some contact with him, which was good. I mean, it was all you could do against that guy. Oh, he looked he looked tough. He looked tough. It was um obviously I'm talking about the before the scuffle and yeah. it we talk about his strength all the time in how he's so good at utilizing his strength to his advantage against so many different teams. It doesn't matter what position. It doesn't matter if he's playing small ball five on them or just trying to box out a smaller dude. Like he cares. Talk about someone who cares about the details and is really good at just using that strength. Yeah. Someone in the chat was just mentioning Chemezi Metu not liking the three. Yeah. Uh, Chemezi Metu had kind of a rough sequence in that last stint in the game. One trying to deal with Giannis. He had no, he could not hang, obviously. No. Then he took a fadeaway over Giannis that was an air ball. Just super questionable. Then he had a bad foul on Holiday where I thought Fox was playing some great defense. He came over reached. It was a Holiday and one. Oh, that was yeah, tough. Yeah. He, also, he also took a, a three in transition where his dribble handoff Fox to him. He's open. But again, Shemezi Metsu shooting 25% from three. I, I know it sounds like I'm being hard on a guy who played, you know, eight just under nine minutes of you know, but you know i felt like that those are the plays that hurt you i think when he's out there it's just you need him to bring max effort trying to get rebounds using his athleticism finding ways to dunk the ball when you start getting into a fadeaway jumper over Giannis or transition threes from chemeze you're not it, it, that's not ideal for the kings just yeah flat out. and you you obviously gave a lot of love to Chimezi Metu the other night when he was doing other things yeah. really well. And it's just like, it's, it's, I think the coaching staff, I think his teammates, everyone wants him to do well, but there's going to be a spotlight on you, especially when you are a role player and you're not efficient in your times. And then you are subtracting from what the team is doing. So that's obviously what was kind of going down with him tonight. Can we get to some super chats? Hell huh? Yeah. Huh? Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to Eric Rucker. What's up, Eric? Who donated five bucks? Great test against a championship team. Would have loved to see Holmes backup centermans over Metsu just to see something different. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of just gotten to the point with 
that where it's just not happening. Like you, Holmes is not going to be part of the rotation this year. That that's just what it is. But yeah, I felt like it was a great test tonight. And you know, down the stretch, it it fell apart for them. But dude, they took punches tonight. This to me, I got more excited. Obviously, I'd be if they would have won. I mean, oh I would have had seven fog machines. I would have taken a fog machine into the mouth, just pour fog. Not right good in, for you. Pass out. Like, oh, yeah. it's worth it. Kings <laughs> won. But, dude, I, I'm actually more excited about this team seeing how they competed tonight. I'm with you. I'm totally with you on that. And I, I, I hope that's what people walked out of that arena feeling like. Man, what a game. That was fun. It's great to see that our team can actually hold their own out there against a possible championship team. Uh, Gavano donated five bucks saying, the coach will have the buck solved by the finals. Give me a hell yeah. I swear. I mean, it's crazy that that's even part of the conversation at this point because of the West. It's so weird. I'm not there yet. We could talk about it in a little okay. bit. I do want to get to it, yeah. but... You know, I, I booked a weekend trip in June thinking, ah, you know, no finals this year. But now I'm like, are well, we sure? how funny is it that usually it's like, okay, as soon as April 11th oh, is done, it's dude, uh, you for, can book a trip at the end of April. First weekend of April, trip booked usually. This year I was like, eh, okay, probably, could, could be May, May, mid-May. That's it. <sighs> it's so weird yeah. thinking like that. But uh, no, I mean, I, I loved how they competed tonight. We got to talk about the end of the game. Yes, let's go. End of the game. We're dribbling it out. It's over, right? This game is done. Kings are going to lose. Well, Giannis was dribbling it out. Giannis was dribbling the ball. He was dribbling the ball. He kind of veered over right and dribbled in front of Trey Lyles. For whatever reason, that really pissed off Trey Lyles. Now, I don't know if Giannis had said something. Who knows what was happening during the game. It was a physical game. Guys are going after it. So, because Giannis, out of nowhere, like, veered over to go dribble in front of Probably Lyles. Probably just to be an ass, whatever. Lyles fouls him and then pushes him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lyles is irritated. Then Lopez, great teammate. Yeah. Says, Did the right are you thing. fucking kidding me? Oh, that's what he now, said. I'm guessing that's what yeah. he said. And he comes over and gets right in to Lyles' face. Lyles pushes. Those guys come together. You saw Lyles maybe get a hand on his throat. throat Sabonis like, is trying to come in there, break it up. You have everybody. Lopez is a big dude. He was already bleeding once. He's bleeding again. He was like John Moxley in AEW. I'm like, Eric, really? You're bleeding again? He had a razor in his Those two were going at yeah. it. Yeah. No, what it, do you think of that crazy sequence? So, okay, talking about this crazy sequence, I'm upstairs with Matt Barnes on the NBC set. Matt Barnes is probably like, yeah, let's go. No. He literally starts taking out his IFB. I thought he was going to start Shut walking up. Out. No, Shut up. I'm being totally serious. And I even said to him, I think I either said it on the post game or maybe not. Maybe it wasn't live, but I said, you were about to go. And he was like, yeah, man, it just, it's like instinctual for him to just be like, I just had to go help. I had to go. And I'm like, no, no, different role now, Matt, different role. <laughs> but, um, but either way mm. it, it was in, you know, it's just the, the competitor in him, but how I felt about it too. And Matt and I did talk about this on air. We loved it as just competitors. And as someone like Trey Lyles, who never wears his emotion on his sleeves, uh, is always very composed. You love knowing that that fire is there. I'm not saying anything that went down was right. Like well, I, I mean, it's, it, it was completely like stupid end yeah. of game frustration. 
Giannis being a little petty. That's not a shot at Giannis. I mean, he's being a little petty. He's dri- and that's fine. I mean, watching it, you're going, did he really need to dribble like that in front of him? So <laughs> he fouled and pushed him. He was irritated. And if I'm Lopez, I do that same shit. Yeah. I'm going up to him going, you don't, t- that's my guy. That's our guy. You're not going to try to punk our guy. Yep. And he got into it with Lyles and Lyles didn't break down. I love that. I love that. You know what? Have a little back and forth. We keep, we keep talking about like, I want to see a little skirmish, a there little fight go. from this team. That's cool with me. Yeah. That's cool. Hopefully it doesn't lead to a suspension. I do wonder if it does because it did look like, like when Lyles was trying to push, he did get his hand on the throat he of Brooke Lopez. It looked like he was going for the face, but yeah, it was definitely the throw and, um, yeah, but I today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I think all in all, if it, sure, sure. If it, you said to me today it was the other way around and another team did that, to, I'd be like, what a punk. What a bum. You know, like yeah. I might feel different, but the fact is I cover this team and it's what I feel and what I see but with this not, squad. I mean, you're not being but, a homer because you're not criticizing oh, no, Lopez. I didn't say I was. Yeah, I, was I, mean, I, I truly believe, like, if it was, let's say I was covering the Grizzlies and I was, like, all about Dylan Brooks. But I would get sick of Dylan Brooks antics, right? Dylan Brooks antics. I think with the Kings, when you have that come out of someone like Trey Lyles, you see this competitive fire. Like, there's almost this understanding about it. And again, not saying that it's good. And yes, a little bit of that Kings colored glasses on while watching it. But at the same time, shit, I loved it. All right, let's get to some of the comments in the YouTube feed. Um... Lee says, that's why I 100% believe that Giannis said something before the bomb. That's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Carlos brings up a good point that the Kings could maybe use as a defense with the league. That that wasn't Trey. That was actually Kevin Lyles. Great point. That could. That could. Um, Todd mentioned that Lopez choked him too. Did Lopez get his hand on this? Or it's possible. Right. I, I, I'd have to double check. Um, but that was, that was a crazy sequence. Let's hear from uh, some of the parties. From this one, De'Aaron Fox talked about that skirmish late in the game. Oh, I mean, Giannis can just dribble the ball out. That's that's all he had to do, and uh, nothing would have happened. So, ooh, Giannis just had to dribble the ball out, and that's all that. Oh, I mean, Giannis can just dribble the ball out. That's that's all he had to do, and uh, nothing would have happened. So, okay, 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 oh, tell me more. Uh, okay, D Fox. Let's hear from uh, Mike Budenholzer talking about the skirmish. You know, I think it was a great game. A lot of good things happened. And so, you know, impressed by Sacramento and the way they played. And, you know, good for, for our guys to fight back in the second half. And I'm really not going to say anything about what did didn't happen. It was just, to me, it was unfortunate. Okay. So he kind of... Boo! Spill the tea! All right, Mike Brown. Let's, see, let's hear from Kings coach Mike Brown. 
on what went down late. So we ain't taking no shit from nobody. <laughs> Trust me on that. And they all going to have each other's back in there. That don't mean we're going to go out there and start something. We're not. But we're going to stand up for ourselves. And I'm going to play that again because I think I played it a little early. Here's a full clip from Mike Brown. Mike, is there is there anything from your perspective, um, I don't know, good or, or anything you can glean about seeing your, your team like stand up for itself in a, a situation like what happened tonight at the end of that game? The, things are only going to get more intense, and, and I imagine that's a – that's a quality that, that you want in a, in a playoff team is, is some level of toughness and, and that physicality. 100%. You know, I, I don't know what happened, but so we ain't taking no shit from nobody. <laughs> Trust me on that. And they all going to have each other's back in there. That don't mean we're going to go out there and start something. We're not. But we're going to stand up for ourselves. And End of story. More. I want more. Uh, Nobody else talks about it? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll have to look. I love drama. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's, it's not really that big of a deal. I'm not going to sit know. here and get worked up. I know some, like, either, uh, both sides, Bucks are like, good boys, the punk ass, you know, Kings fans, probably Matt Lopez. It's like, this is basketball. No. Guys get fired up. I, I, I'd I rather have guys fired up. I want guys fired up. It's mm -hmm. a little drama. Like you said, you love drama. I love a little drama. You know, these two... Teams were battling it out. It was a slugfest, and the Bucks got the best of them. And I, I love that. You need, you're gonna have this more. This is not gonna be the last time it happens for the Kings. Like you're gonna get into issues. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Nobody's gonna take no shit from nobody. Right. There we go. I'm, mm. I'm just looking to see if there's any as we're doing this live. Just oh, Trey Lyles. Ooh. Let's hear a Trey Lyles from the Kings locker room, from our buddy james ham from the king's beat and uh espn 1320. so trey uh i guess what happened out there uh i think fox said it pretty well you know could have been avoided if just drill it out um if you watch i was walking back my head down across in front of me reach from behind kind of clamped down my arm so i pushed him my arm off he sold it a little bit um it was nothing personal but you know a bigger guy walks down on me um i'm not really one for for talking i think uh you know, showed it a lot. You know, it takes a lot for me to get uh, out of character, and uh, yeah, I'm just not gonna, not gonna go for that. So, mm. do you feel that kind of shows something about the makeup toughness of this team that you won't, guys won't back down from a situation? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, a lot of people probably say, you know, it's, it was cheap or whatever. It's at the end of the game, but you know, it's at the end of the game. Then, then why initiate it? Um, mm. And if you're gonna do that, then you, know, you have to be ready for the repercussions of it. So. I'm not saying it's right by any means, but you know whatever what happened what is what happened. Is it good for you that you know that your teammates are there for you and they just surrounded you so quickly? Uh, for sure. You know, uh, I think Don Austin Fox was one of the first ones there. HP was in there, so you know it just goes to show that we have each other's back um, no matter the situation. So you know, it, I think for it, it would be equal for for anyone that was in that situation. Were you pretty pleased overall with the kind of the response that you guys had as a team tonight? Um, obviously, got a little out of hand later, but just mm -hmm. the resolve of your team and kind of the fight. Yeah, it just shows, you know, I think we've shown all year long that we're going to fight until the end, um, no matter what. Um, we played them really well. They're a championship-level team, so kudos to them. They made big shots down, down the stretch, and, and we weren't able to execute on, the, on some defensive plays and offensive plays. But, you know, it just goes to show that we're going to continue to fight all the way down to the bottom. So there's Trey Lyles after this. Kings game. Hey, what he, a pro! <laughs> what a pro! You like that from I him? I mean, I just I, I I'm I'm a Trey Bay. I'm a Trey Bay. <laughs> Are you more of a Trey Bay after tonight? I am even more so. I get I get everything about him. 
I really do. And I am just so glad that the Kings uh, got him in that trade. Brooke Lopez tells our buddy Mark Haynes, Chris Haynes' brother, actually, yeah. too, he's also a reporter. Uh, he talked to Brooke Lopez after the game saying, I thought what that guy did to Giannis was cheap. He didn't need to do any of that stuff. He stepped up to Giannis a little bit as he walked off, and I didn't like that. I had my guys back like I would have any of my teammates. And good for him. Great insult by saying, I thought what that guy. guy. I'm not saying his name. I'm not saying his name. That's what they do on Real Housewives at reunions when they don't want to say. They go, that one over there. I mean, look. I have zero problem with what we just saw. I, I really do. It's 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 such petty stuff on a basketball court. I don't care. Like to me, was it? Am I offended that Giannis dribbled in front of Trey Lyles? No. no, I'm zero. I'm not offended at all. But Trey Lyles, who just lost a tough game, a little irritated that he would do that. Foul and push him, whatever. Okay, and they get into it. Cool. Let's go. You know why I like it? Again, if it happened all the time, I'd be like, okay, guys, it's getting a little old. I like it because it's just we're really at a point where this team really cares. They don't give a shit if it's against the best team in the NBA or the worst team in the NBA. They care so much. They are competitors, and they're not going to take shit from anybody. I I love that about them, and that's why one of these moments were going to happen, and how are they going to—we talk about a test every single game. There's a little bit more of a test. How are you guys going to back up somebody when a scuffle went down? It Boom. will, it, and it will totally help when ABC puts together like the hype package for the finals to kind of show Ooh, what yeah. went down. You know what I mean? Like it's game dick. one, Lyles Lopez. No, no, that's what, no, no. <laughs> oh man, stop dreaming, dude! Shout out to the fact that we have got 400 plus people watching us live after a King's loss, dude. Amazing. You guys are the best. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We should also mention that tonight's podcast presented by our buddy Sean Stanfield over at Guaranteed Rate and Rate.com/slash Sean Stanfield. If you're looking to purchase a house, he's your guy. Um, he will make sure the process is really easy for you. If you don't know if you can afford a house, ask Sean. If you know you can, you want some help to go through the whole process, Sean is your guy over at Guaranteed Rate. So go to rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. He's also a big Kings fan. You can call or text him 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. Equal housing lender. Subject to credit approval, NMLS ID number 349707, company NMLS ID number 2611, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. On the road, Ooh. they head out for a trip that's four games long, and it's going to be a busy one. It's a back-to-back this week. You've got, uh, first of all, Wednesday against a Bulls team that is playing better basketball since acquiring Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Alex Caruso's back and healthy since the All-Star break, Morgan. They are 5-3, and three, and they are top six in both offensive rating and defensive rating. Wow. You got Levine, you got Vucevic, you got DeRozan. It's still a losing team. If you're the Kings, you you do just need to take care of business, right? Like, that's all there is to it. But, like, don't 
They are playing better right now. And, they are. And I asked, I asked Matt about that. I'm like, what's the mentality of some of these teams, you know, late in the season when they're out of it or whatever? And he's like, they have one goal. And that's to like ball and to screw with other people, you know, screw with teams. Like, what can you do to damage their way into the playoffs or, you know, something about their season? And it's just to stay competitive throughout the season. And you're playing three teams on this road trip that are under 500. I believe the Nets are the only team over 500 on this trip. Um, either way, it's you got to take care of business. You you got to go at least I say you got to go at least 3 and 1 on this Woo! road trip. I love when Morgan Johnson 3 and 1 on a road trip. No, um But it's true, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and because when you get home, yes. Buckle the hell up. So yep. Here's the road trip. You got the Bulls coming up on Wednesday. Thursday, the very next day, you go at Brooklyn, a Nets team that has length that can give you mm -hmm. trouble. Mikel Bridges is averaging like 25 a game since going to Brooklyn. Okay, then you've got the Wizards. That's on Saturday. Then Monday, you wrap up the trip in Salt Lake City against the Utah Jazz, who are just annoying enough to like give you problems, right? Yeah. Lowry Markinen had a big game tonight. Then you get back home for the Boston Celtics. That's on a back-to-back. -back. And then after that, you get a few days off and you get the Phoenix Suns again. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I think you're right. I think three and one it's, at minimum is, is the goal. Keep building that cushion with the teams that you know you can get the wins against. And I think against those teams, um, you really just have to be playing some of your best basketball. Uh, you're on the road uh, and it's the, probably the last longest road trip of this season. I don't even know. I shouldn't even yeah, just throw just that at you. Stuff Sorry. Up at this point, yeah. I mean. Either way, either way, it's a four game road trip. You know, you're getting to that time where. Um, yes, it is the last long okay. road trip. Of the you season. know, you're in the playoffs, but what else can you do to build that cushion um, between you and some other teams in the Western Conference? Yeah, I think three and one is fair. I saw Adrian in the chat just drop a um, <laughs> without explanation. By the way, we will go two and two, maybe one and three. Just being real. Okay. I mean, based on, based on what, so the team that's eight and two after the break, who's got the best road record in the West is going to just fall apart. Now. I mean, if you believe, okay, fine. That's fine. I mean, the, the bulls could give them problems. The nets can give them problems, but they, they're good. At, you play, they play like they did tonight. Oh, huh. with that type of fight. Like you're going to win because you're not taking on Giannis. Yep. So, yep. You'll be able to stop so much more with um, what you've created defensively to at least make things work as a team defense. A question for you, Keegan Murray tonight, because we talked about him getting pulled kind of early in the game. Yeah. Looked like he was going to get pulled again at another point. Uh, he played 22 minutes, seven points for him, two rebounds on two of seven shooting, one of four from three. Seems like he's back into a little funk again. He looked a little frustrated out there tonight. He did look frustrated, especially once I think he got his fourth foul. Like you could see it a little bit more in his body language. It seemed a little sunken, sunk, whatever. I don't know. Um, but my point is, I, I hope he finds a way to just be confident, no matter who's playing more minutes than him, no matter when he's getting taken out of a game. Um, because there's just so many great things about this rookie and the way that he plays. He's so efficient from beyond the arc. I mean, he's such a smooth player when things are going that, I don't know, I just really hope 
that he can figure it out and it's going to be on him to figure it out. You know, this isn't like, Oh, Mike Brown's got to really treat him like this or do this differently. No, this is going to be on him. I thought the one thing I did like about him tonight on some of the plays, he did take it inside and try to have a little floater. That yeah. Was short a couple times over Lopez. I'm glad he wasn't avoiding that. I think the Kings do that too often against length, where they're like, Oh, we're just going to avoid getting to the baskets. Like, no, like still attack, but be, patient with it i thought the kings in the first half did a great job offensively they pushed the pace they got everything moving the defensive effort was there Giannis was getting his but they were locked in really with everybody else they're forcing some mistakes and they kept everything moving great the bucks in the second half did a much better job i thought of running their stuff they got those guys going and ultimately it was a loss i mean tyler just said Giannis is the best player i've ever seen live it was crazy yeah. to see how fast he could go Dude. get to the paint that's it i he's mean a joy. his drives he's a right? joy to watch man yeah Everything he does is just, it's its different when you're, yeah, freak of nature. Um, Is that Nick oh. here on Night Chat? Did he decide? Is it, well, he actually showed up tonight. Wow. Nick, we can't hear you, so make sure to talk into your phone. Is that better? That's, That's better. better. Oh, well, look who decided huh. to show up after a loss. You weren't yeah. here after they won their 40th game. You're making appearances with our friends Cowbell Talk and, uh, of course, the, our friends were at Real Rebounds, but not with Deuce and Mo. Yeah. Interesting, uh, Nick. Hi, hi, Morgan. Uh, oh, oh, you want to butter me up, Nick? Well, it's not going to work. How are you doing today, Morgan? Ah, you son of a bitch. I'm good, Nick. I'm good. Wait, wait. Aren't you, why Why haven't you been here? Yep, it's a great question. <laughs> why did you miss me, Morgan? Okay. No, 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 Nick. no, no, we're not doing Thank this. You. We're asking you yeah. a question. Do not redirect, Thank okay? You. Good job. Why haven't you been here on Night Chat? <laughs> uh, okay, I was on the Royal Rebound. I know, I know. And Cowbell Talk. I, I we, know. We I just that. said that. So we heard you. Why didn't you make it to Night Chat? Because <laughs> I was on there late. I was talking to them late. Uh, so you don't like us anymore. I do. Okay. I do still. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll what do see. you have to say, Nick? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> say sorry to me, Nick. Sorry, Deuce. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. All right, we're good. We're good. Okay, what happened tonight, Nick? What 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 you what went wrong for the Kings? We did not play defense tonight, and I do want to say that you know we got to play better. Mm. And I saw Brooke Brooke Lopez. He got into a fight with Sabonis. And Trey Lyles, actually Trey Lyles. But hey, yeah. What do you think about that? Would you have fought? Uh, could you think you could fight Brooke Lopez? No, that was not. He he should never done that. You don't fight in the NBA. And first of all, you never fight in the NBA. That is not like, oh, we're not talking about WrestleMania. You're damn right. Yeah, he looked like he was fighting at Mania, like he's going up against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brock right. Lesnar is a big guy, and you know what? I can't wait to WrestleMania in the Z Pro. Okay. So WrestleMania, WrestleMania is around the corner next month. Yes, it, it is. is. That's Nick. a great point. All right, Nick, uh, you're the coach, man. What do you tell your team after the game? We got to bounce back, right? We we got to bounce back, yeah. bounce back, and light the beam. 
Light the beam, Bounce man. Bounce back, light the beam. And, I want... and also, the Stockton Kings are going to be at the Golden West Center on the 24th. I'm yes, glad you are. brought up the Stockton Kings. Kings won tonight. Stockton Kings won tonight. They've now won seven in a row. They beat Salt Lake City. Hell yeah. Stockton got a big night from Namias Keda, who had 30-plus. Mm. Keon Ellis had 20-plus, and I believe eight. They vibing. They beat Salt Lake City. They play again tomorrow night at home in a makeup game against the Westchester Knicks. That game that was supposed to be played last week, but they had a leak at Stockton Arena, so they couldn't play the game. Uh, But Stockton clinched a playoff spot Mm -hmm. yesterday, and they're the number one seed in the G League's Western Conference. So we will be calling a playoff game, Nick. Yes, you will. Why not? Why not call the playoff games? Um, You know, know, I I told Deuce... Okay. Mo, I would like to go to the start of the game yes, on the yes. 24th. All right. Right we'll, all we'll, right. we'll get this handled, all right, Nick? Sleep beams, Sleep Nick. beams, all right? Sleep dreams. Sleep, Sleep beams. No. There's no beam tonight. Oh, wow. Wait, did you see how he said that with a smirk? There's, there's no beam tonight. Okay. Now, say it dead serious. You do not smile. I swear, Nick, do not smile this time. Okay, now say it. Sleep dreams. You smiled. <laughs> all right, all right. See you, Nick. Bye, Nick. Or sleep dreams. Right, sleep dreams. How cute. God, he's the best. I, mi- I missed him. I know. I missed him. I know. Did the chat miss him? Let's see what the chat's saying. <laughs> Nick. That's hilarious. Nick would have checked Lopez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's uh, check in with Mark David. Hello, Mark. Mark. Hello there. Hey, hey our now. buddy Mark David's in the building. It's been a minute, man. What's up? Well, not so not so good because we lost, but you know what? I saw that fight in them. It felt like that old Chicago team's going over Boston. That's it. I mean, mm. Detroit. It has those. Uh, it has that feel. So I think. Uh, you know, it was they just went uh, against a veteran team, but uh, you know, all young teams go through that, and um, yeah. it's just going to get better in the future. And Mark, that's and Morgan, that's my biggest takeaway from tonight. What the way they fought, the Kings don't play this way in November or December. They've gotten way better as a team. You yes. can tell they're more connected. The offense is just at an unbelievably high rate. They have not had a game since the All-Star break where they haven't scored 122 or more. And tonight against one of the premier teams in the NBA, a really strong defensive team. Like, it's crazy that we talk about Defensive Player of the Year and you go, oh, is it Giannis, Drew Holiday? No, it's it, there's Brooke Lopez, too. They've got defenders everywhere. They play tough, play physical. Kings still put up 124 and tonight. You guys, they're not only playing meaningful basketball, they've created this meaningful basketball. And they've created that from a beautiful style of play, right? Um, the playing under Mike Brown and what they've been able to create together on the floor has just allowed them to build a connection that you've wanted to see from a Sacramento Kings roster for so long now. Any other thoughts, Mark? Um, well, you know what, uh, come playoff time, if they play this way against, uh, other teams, they can go ahead and do some damage. That's what I'm talking. 
Hell yeah. Well, Hell yeah. Mark- Especially, oh, another thing, guys, uh, this is something you may want to talk about, you know, uh, on your own time. But it'd be nice to go against Dallas in the first round and then lose and then win over the Mavericks. Yeah. And then we and we don't have to talk about p- picking Bagley over Luca anymore because, you know, we beat them. We beat Luca and the Mavericks anyway, right? Yeah, but if, you know, Luca wins like seven championships and that changes, but I appreciate it. All right. All right. See you guys. Thanks Bye, for Mark. having me. Thanks. Bye, Mark. I like Mark. I do not like Marky. He's sweet. He's great. I dig his vibe. No, uh, I, I was talking to someone today about the fact that it's just so refreshing because all these years of losing, all these times we've done night chats the last couple of years, uh, that first year we did night chat where they had two nine-game losing skids, and you're just going... Why am you, I even there, talking you about You don't this? see light. You know, no. At the end of last year, this time last year, let's play that game for a second. Let's just play that game for a second. Let's look at what the Kings, what kind of night chat we were doing last year at this time, Morgan. And, and not only that, but do you remember the amount of times that we would say, it can't be this bad forever, but truly not even believing yeah. or knowing if it was ever going to get good. Okay, so it's March 13th. Okay. So let's just pretend it's March 14th. Oh, bad example. Let's pretend like it's March 12th. Okay, good. The Kings lost to Utah 134 to 125. They fell to 24 and 45 on the season. 24 and 45 on the season. Let's look at that box score from that game. Fox Fox had 41 points in that game. Damn. Uh, Sabonis was out. The starting lineup was Fox, Justin Holiday, Trey Lyles, Harrison Barnes, and Damian Jones. God, <sighs> just crazy, dude. Just crazy. So yeah, I mean, my, my, anyway, my whole point to that was to bring up how I just, I love that now we're to the point where we can get serious talking about playoff matchups. We can get serious talking about what is the best playoff matchup. We could talk about, can they win 50 games? How far can they go? And talk about legit things that happen in the game instead of, all right, coaching. All right, trades. It's just refreshing to talk about the game of basketball. Yeah, I mean, because even if you're talking about De'Aaron Fox's 41-point game in that loss against Utah last year on March 12th, it was it was so hard to break down anything good. It was like, oh, no, he's just finding ways to score. But, I mean, as a team, they weren't doing much. You know, it just things... There wasn't a lot of good basketball to break down in this year. Not only from the start did we get a breakdown good basketball, we've been able to see the basketball evolve right in front of our face. Free throws, uh, you know, rotating over for help, closing out and not, you know, biting and running through a closeout, um, navigating screens. Like, there's so many different little things that we've been able to see just grow, 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 and then offensively, uh, my God, these guys just keep getting sharper and sharper on that end of the floor. Yeah, and like Sean says, it's refreshing not to be looking at draft lottery picks. Yeah, God, can you lose this game to get a pick? It feels weird. Like I, it feels weird not planning out all of our draft guys in yeah. the summer. I mean, we're still going to do that, but obviously, it's um, it's going to be different. Yeah, so that's going to be great. Lee also passes along. I love Lee always passing along Will Z stats. Here's another one from Will Z. Domas had his 10th triple-double as a king. I mentioned that. But how about this nugget to go with it? He sits behind Chris Weber. Only Chris Weber. 
who had 14 triple doubles in his Kings career. It took Weber 377 games to get to his 14. It has taken Sabonis 80 games to get to 10. Holy yeah, moly. Yeah, no, what, what, Sabonis has been just magical this year. He is playing at an all-NBA level. De'Aaron Fox is playing great basketball. There's just so much to be happy about. So, hey, tough loss tonight. You get ready for a Bulls team that's playing better. That, yeah. By the way, just won in Denver the other night. Denver has like four home losses this Ooh. year. Or they had four home losses. Yeah. The Bulls just added to that the other day. Okay. Nuggets have lost three in a row to the Bulls, the Spurs, and then to the Nets. And that's why these games. The Nets beat the the Nuggets too. So don't. That's why these games are important for the Kings. Don't take them lightly. No. You got to take them on like you're taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. You really, really do. Well, I think the last couple of days we have seen some great things. We've seen the Kings respond after Mike Brown called them out. Tonight we saw. The Kings take multiple punches before the Bucks threw out a knockout blow. Mm-hmm. Saw a little toughness, a little pettiness. A little uh, c- competitiveness. It's getting hot. Love it. The fire. I'm here for it. Well, we'll be back live again Wednesday night following the Kings and the Bulls, and then Thursday. What? And then over the weekend. What? I was looking today. I don't think we have a day off between now and... Uh-uh. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday? Uh, the confirmed? 26th will be our first day off. Between now and the 26th? Correct. We do not have a single day off of a job. It's not helping. <laughs> Turn the fucking jets on! Turn the fucking jets on! Yeah. It's all right. We're all going to get through this, and we're going to do it together. Together. Together will be right. We yeah. appreciate you guys so, so much for the support. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button on the way out. Make sure you're subscribed, too. We love you guys. But we got to go. You're all badass for being here. Seriously, thank you so much. Sleep beams, everybody. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. 